0: I'm Ryan. I am your host here on The Game is Afoot. I am remembering to say the name of our podcast in the beginning of every episode now, like a real professional podcaster. I use she, her pronouns, and I have with me our lovely guests from Magic Dagger. If you all could introduce yourselves with your pronouns, as well as your characters with your character pronouns. I'll go first.
1: (laughs) Um... I'm Mikey. I have no preferred pronouns. Uh, I'm playing Johnny um, Broleo, uh, who goes by he, they, and Ruck Ruck, who also has no preferred pronouns.
2: Howdy. I am Nathaniel Shauver, and my pronouns are he, they, and my uh, character's pronouns, Racklin, Smacklin, is he, him.
0: i haven't heard all of the character names yet so this is a journey for me too
3: um you want to go or connor okay okay i'll go first okay
4: uh hi i'm connor my pronouns are he they and i will be playing daryl dale doyle
3: and he uses he him pronoun (laughs) these
0: names are so good (laughs) thank Um, you
3: okay um my name is Josh. I use he/him pronouns, and my character's name is Captain Calamari. Um, both are spelled with a K, uh, and he Joyce. uses uh, he/him pronouns.
5: And then I'm Sarah. I use they/them pronouns, and I'm playing Xander, who doesn't really have a preference—just whatever you want to call them.
0: Okay. Uh, So when these lovely folks got in contact with me about guesting, I had just heard one of the Adventure Zones, um, the Quiet Year episodes, building their underwater setting. So, of course, my ADHD brain said, I got to do it.
2: Very fun. (laughs) Uh,
0: So I'm going to give us a little brief intro into the world, and then we'll jump right into when you all meet at your designated location. You currently live in a school. Um, now I say school because in this society, the different pod cities, I suppose, are referred to as schools. Different schools have different rules, but you can't just jump to a different school because you don't like how things are being run on your own. The six different schools have agreed on an application pro- process, uh, which regulates the moving requests that makes sure that they're able to maintain their biomes with proper populations so that they don't overtax them. Some schools like yours have sub-schools. These are smaller domes, smaller biomes that shoot off of the main school. Your school is called Tritolore. In Tritalore, they try to keep their assignments fair by requiring that everyone who lives there join in a draft. The chores are rotated based on that draft, but sometimes the draft assignments are a little more odd. Which is where we start our story. In each of your homes inside of the dome, you have a series of essentially nomadic tubes that deliver messages to you from friends, from family, from the government. And today, instead of a normal assignment like perhaps feeding the fish population that you get your meals from or washing the inside of the dome, you are requested to go investigate the sub-school shooting off of Tritolor in order to discover why the trucks loose term that deliver supplies have not returned. There's at least three trucks that have gone missing. Normally you would take the tube system that connects the different schools to each other to simply walk beneath the ocean waters to the sub-school But in this case, those tubes are currently undergoing maintenance. So you will have to don the provided suits in order to go do your investigation. Uh, so go ahead and let me know how each of your characters react to this lovely little message that says, Good morning, you have to leave now.
1: (laughs) Uh, I think Johnny's riddled with anxiety. Uh... Should I introduce the concept of my character?
0: You can, or you can kind of let it play out over time. I'm going to leave that entirely up to you. (laughs) Uh, It's definitely going to be interesting.
5: Whatever you decide. I don't know what would be funnier. I mean, you've been talking about Johnny and Ruck Ruck constantly for the last few weeks.
1: I think I'll introduce the concept.
0: (laughs) Give Uh, yourself that catharsis.
5: (laughs)
1: Also, it gives, me, <laughs> it gives me a chance to introduce his background. Uh, so uh, Johnny has a bit of a Hulk situation going on. He's like a middle-aged, uh, just average white elf, half-elf. Uh, he has five o'clock shadow. He's burnt out by his job. He's balding. He's got a bit of a beer gut. He normally just wears uh, tank top undershirts and some jeans. Uh, one day while taking a nap after work on his couch... Uh, the upstairs apartment had a saltwater fish aquarium that broke, and the saltwater—oops—the uh, saltwater dripped through the floor and onto him. And when he woke up, he had his mouth broken and dislodged on the toilet bowl, uh, bowl in his apartment. And his uh, his roommate, uh, Dale,
4: or Daryl, or Doyle. Darryl.
1: Uh, Daryl explained to him that he turned into a massive shark person and started eating a bunch of stuff including an entire chair that Daryl intended to charge Johnny for and then got his mouth stuck on the toilet started uh, screaming out and then turned back into Johnny (laughs) Uh, he turns into uh, Ruck Ruck the massive shark person anytime he gets touched with Saltwater and Ruck, Ruck turns back anytime you get scared.
3: <laughs> so uh, that's it's gonna be fun. <laughs> We're wearing suits though, so that doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna touch saltwater okay, well unless. For like
1: Johnny, it's like <laughs> going out in space. Yeah, you're wearing a suit, but like one minor thing goes wrong and you're no longer yeah. you.
3: Yeah.
4: And I'm Daryl. I'm like Johnny, except nothing interesting ever happens. (laughs) I'm also his roommate, and I'm also very excited for this mission, because Jesus, I have nothing to do in my life.
0: So So you're both in your apartment, and you hear the first little thump of a tube message being delivered, and then a following thunk, as the second one comes in on top of it, since there's one for each of you.
1: Johnny reads this and he's like, ah, oh, man, no, not again. Okay, look, I can't do this. It, uh, ugh, damn
4: it. Maybe we'll die.
5: I don't think I can.
6: <laughs>
5: <laughs> if it's a Hulk situation, probably not. <laughs>
2: uh, how elsewhere in the habitat when he receives his <laughs> ma- missive, um, Racklin Smacklin, who is a 30-year-old lizard folk with mottled blue and purple scales, um, looks up to, is, are there windows in this habitat place?
0: Um, so in your personal homes, there are windows, but it's not, they're not designed so that you can see up to the top of the dome. However, the dome itself is completely clear
2: probably on the way to wherever they're going. He looks up at the, into the over, uh, p- past the dome into the expanse of water and just uh, clutches his shield with his holy symbol, which is just this large, like jawbone of a shark or some sort of aquatic animal with too many teeth. And he says, uh,
6: Oh, great one of the deep, my, my beloved mini tentacled one, please watch over me as I go through this trial.
1: I'm terrified for his response with the ruck ruck.
2: Yeah, so he just is staring off into the depths as he does when he's in prayer. Um, he's gonna wander off to wherever he's going.
0: As you look up to the ceiling of the dome, you can see that it looks like it's a fairly clear day with the way that the water kind of filters the sunlight down to your level. Um, a lot of the light that is supplied to the dome is magically manufactured, but it's manufactured that way using the sun's energy. But at the very least, it doesn't look stormy, so you have that on your side.
3: Oh, yes.
6: Yeah. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> <laughs> I will look forward to when the inevitable storm comes and wipes us all away.
3: Okay. I time can't time. handle this <laughs> <way>. <laughs> uh, Okay. Uh, when uh, you said we get them through the these from the tubes, right? The messages. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when the think Jetsons. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or w- banks. When the when the tube uh, drops down, um, Captain Calamari runs over, very excited, like prancing over to the uh, thing, and uh, he opens it up. Um, so Captain Calamari, he's a water genesee, and uh his face looks like a mind flare but (laughs) and he wears an eye patch and uh a fake and a fake pirate hat um (laughs) and when he gets the the letter he opens it up and then he flips his eye patch open and puts on his reading glasses (laughs) and reads the letter
0: <laughs>
1: you okay? so what is his
0: reaction to the letter uh, <laughs> uh,
3: oh boy a venture <laughs> and uh is so aggressive and uh, <laughs> He, he goes over to his, his aquarium where he keeps his familiar takoyaki, which is an octopus, and's like, Takoyaki, we have an adventure awaits us! Huzzah! <laughs>
4: All I can think about is Patchy the Pirate from Spongebob.
5: <laughs> I, I don't really know what Xander would do. I think he gets the letter and just kind of looks at it and goes, Fuck. and then just walks out of his room.
0: Oh god.
1: Oh, this is going to be real good.
0: Okay, so you all get to your location at approximately the same time, and there is a series of suits waiting for you on the outside of the double doors, and each of your... Government-assigned wristbands corresponds with your proper suit so that you know which one is specifically designed for you and your stature and your biological needs. As you start pulling these suits off of the rack, you hear an automated voice say, Welcome and thank you for being part of the experimental adventure program. You have been randomly chosen to take part in this adventure. We do not know what will happen to you. Please put on your suits properly, making sure that nothing is loose
4: and good luck. This sounds very reassuring. Captain. <laughs> Captain. Yeah, look. No. My I family always
3: gets chosen for this.
5: Does anybody know why I, how to get into this thing?
0: I don't know how to put the suit on.
3: Oh, Captain Calamari, oh, he has the suit on, and he just looks ready to go.
0: As you ponder how to put on the suit, <clears throat> I think you find inside of the helmet just falls out a instruction manual a la IKEA with all the pictures you need. Is it in Swedish? Fantasy. No, No, it's in <laughs> fantasy common language, but has lots of helpful pictures. Okay. <laughs>
4: Dale puts his on and puts a trucker hat on top of that the helmet.
1: Johnny's very careful and make I thought you were about to say truck nuts on his fucking suit.
4: I may be gross, but I have taste.
3: Johnny makes
0: this is going to take longer than I thought it was going to. (laughs) Sorry.
1: Johnny is is very careful to make sure there's no holes in his suit. There there are
0: no holes. They are in perfect condition, so as long as you screw everything on there hard enough, you should be good to go.
1: That brings him no comfort.
0: Uh, do you want to introduce yourselves to each other before you go through the first set of doors to let the chamber fill with water and then go through the second set of doors to the outside? Hey,
1: a- do. hey, Johnny. Um, maybe also Ruck Ruck if we're very unlucky.
5: We don't want to try not to die.
4: My name's Dale or Daryl. Daryl, Dale Doyle. You can call me D, Daryl, Doyle. Dd or Ddd, d never Triple D.
1: But you told me I could call you.
6: Uh, Triple D. That was a secret. Oh, oh shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hello, I'm Racklin Smacklin. If you do feel like you'll be died by the Crushing Taps, just give your faith to me
3: as I am a disciple of the Deep One. Oh, you're, you're a disciple of the Deep One too, so am I. And uh, uh Captain holds out his hand and before uh you have a chance to shake it, you, he's already shaking your hand very excitedly. Out! Oh. Out
6: Okay. <laughs> Let's okay. go.
3: And yeah. and who would you be? Who uh, are you? I uh me? Uh, I am Captain Calamari. Uh, uh, Adventurer
5: <laughs> Congratulations <laughs>
0: Our right. biometric systems indicate that you have all properly donned your suits. Please enter through the first set of doors and then press the button that says
3: ah, 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 Aqua. Captain Kallimare pushes the button.
2: We go through the doors.
3: It's a weird song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you go through the doors and you press the Aqua button. You hear the doors that you just came in lock behind you. And then a series of valves opens up to allow the seawater to pour in from above. Um, it is actually quite loud on your helmets, but before long, the entryway between the dome and the ocean floor is completely filled up with water, which I, with no actual knowledge of scuba diving, it's a suit meaning equalizes your body pressure so you don't die or whatever. And then the second set of doors opens to allow you out to the outside ocean floor.
1: Johnny's very hesitant this entire time.
3: Um, Captain Calamari uh, summons forth the find familiar spell, and uh, Takayaki the octopus shows up like, adventure.
0: I can just see your cute little octopus just like swimming circles around you, so happy to be in the big pool <laughs> and uh,
3: the specific type of octopus uh Takeaki is a blue ringed octopus, Ooh. which yes, it's nice it's just a uh, a cute octopus and that has nothing to do with its actual character sheet other than in uh, the it's real cute. world it's extremely poisonous, but that doesn't count towards d and d.
0: Oh, no not at all boys it never comes up
3: yeah
1: <laughs> anytime captain Calamari talks i just imagine his little tentacles just puffing yeah. out.
3: oh yeah yeah that's that's what it's like
0: it's very pirates of the caribbean davy jones yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> all right you have now been given access to the ocean floor which is not often given to people The sand is very soft and squishy beneath your footsteps. If you step too hard, it will kick up kind of clouds of ocean sand around you. There are some fish swimming by. Um, Some of them swim rather fast away from you. Others do not. One of the other schools is technically in charge of maintaining the outside appearance of the domes. So they're not wholly unused to humanoids walking around down here to your northeast is the tube that you will follow to get to the sub school uh, which is the orphanage for the entire school system nice
4: dale loves uh-huh. children excuse uh, <laughs> me <laughs> in like They're a not. nice respect uh.
2: Recklin is going to look off in the depth to make sure there's no huge creatures coming towards them as they proceed.
0: You don't see any at the moment. Dang. Dang. Johnny is
1: (laughs) currently trying his best to cover his face uh, while also having one hand on Daryl's shoulder.
3: Uh, Captain is petting uh, Takayaki and not paying attention to what's around him.
0: (laughs) What's everyone's passive perception? Um, uh, mine is
3: 10. Mine is 11, surprisingly. How, how do you calculate Rock that again? Is...
0: Um, it's 10 plus your wisdom bonus. Okay,
3: yeah. My, yeah. Mine's 12. Rockland's 13. 11.
0: Okay. Time to get out my dice bag that has a little dragon guarding all my dice.
3: I should nice. probably get some dice for this. Oh, yeah. Thing. Yeah. I haven't...
0: Dice are good. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Let's use my mini USA D6 to see who this happens to. Oh, oh no. lovely. You
1: might All have right. To meet ruck, ruck, ruck really quickly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then immediately meet Johnny. You're about halfway down the length of this tube, walking along the outside as you walk towards this sub school. When normally you would be able to see straight through the tube but because of this maintenance that's necessary right now the glass is kind of cloudy almost the color of the sand you're walking on and a mer person darts out from behind the tube holding some kind of goo um yeah mermaid goo mermaid goo like you do yeah and this mer-person grabs hold of Johnny's suit right on the left shoulder. And they appear to be desperately trying to say something to you. Now, in the schools, it is highly discouraged that you communicate with the outer societies. So do with that what you will.
1: Johnny is Freaking out, he swears up and down that this thing is going to pop his suit, so he's trying desperately to try to get away from it.
4: I think. Dare-
0: Do you want to roll dexterity to try to squirm out of their grasp?
1: Oh god, dex. Oh, he's
0: not right. rolling dexterity. Uh,
1: never mind. He has a seven.
0: Okay. Well, I lost my d twenty in the bag, so one moment, please. I do have my two D12 in here that is absolutely useless because the inner D12 doesn't roll for anything, but I have it.
4: I was going to say, those are so cute, but I don't know if I want to buy one.
1: Like a a D12 inside of another D12?
4: Yeah, they have dice. Oh yeah,
0: it's totally just a novelty thing. I got it when I was like just starting to play. Here it is. Not that you can see it, because it's dark in
4: here. Actually, it works really well with the translucency.
1: That's pretty that's pretty
4: dope. That's cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool to have, but the inside one doesn't really roll that well. It doesn't have enough space. Mhm. I think if the outer one was just a little bigger, this would be rad as hell. Mhm. But I have it. Anyway, um, Johnny, what did you say you rolled? Seven. <laughs> I got a six. So <laughs> you just barely managed to squirm out of the grasp of this mer person. And you don't understand the words that they are trying to say to you?
1: Uh, quick question. Mm-hmm. Was this audible for everyone to hear?
0: Yes. You are all walking together in this group.
1: Okay. Then because we're... I'm a merfolk. Yeah.
0: Oh! Yeah. Oh! <laughs> so, that. I missed that somehow. So, yes. Johnny initially is freaking out as this mer person is attached. To his suit and this mer person is saying you need this you need the specter blossom, blossom, blossom the specter blossom is the, the king. King, king and just as you squirm out of this mer person's grip a trident zips through the water into the back of this person's chest and bursts out through the front and they Release the goo. Yikes. It's into the ocean water, quickly dispersing.
1: Johnny is very quickly trying to get away from the trident.
0: Yeah, that trident is pretty thoroughly in someone's chest. It's not going anywhere. He's
1: not aware of that. He is gripping very tightly onto his grandfather's harpoon
5: that you were answering on to his grandfather, and I was like, what is Daryl Dale Doyle, his grandfather now?
2: No, it's a son. <laughs> 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 Racklin Smacklin is going to uh, kind of like try to, he wants to inspect the trident, but is kind of trying to keep the bulk of his body behind the the now dead merfolk. Mm. He's trying to see if he can recognize anything about the trident that would tell it where he came from. So-
0: um, Can you roll investigation for me? Yes.
2: Um, 14 plus, I think this is 14. Oh, investigation, yep.
0: There's definitely some specific carvings on the trident, um, but I don't think they're really anything that you recognize. The post, I guess. I don't know why this hand movement means post, but here we are, um, seems to be made of Dolphin's spine. But okay. probably more importantly to figuring out where this is coming from, you see in the distance, kind of the middle distance, the mer person who chucked it swimming away.
3: Okay. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. Well, I say that came out of nowhere.
0: I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Make sure you check out our Patreon on Sunday, August 1st, the day that this releases. I'm going to be putting up the GM notes for the Monster of the Week campaign that I did with Zoe. Later on in the month, I'll also release the DM notes for the Dungeons and Doggos campaign that I did with my wonderful, lovely husband-wife fans. Other than that, I hope you enjoy the rest of the show and this quick ad break.
4: What does a barbarian war criminal, an undead cultist,
0: A pyromaniac
4: goblin, a Hot Topic reject, and a bard whose family is very, very cursed all have in common. Well, that's very simple they're all our main cast we are goblets and gays a mostly pathfinder 2e podcast set in a homebrew world if pathfinder isn't your thing we have all sorts of other awesome games for you to enjoy join us every wednesday for episodes of our main campaign blood of kings as these chaotic gays attempt to locate some missing royalty don't forget to follow us on all social media channels at goblets and gays to stay up to date with our amazing projects and remember to eat your vegetables
7: In a world headed for disaster, five strangers with mysterious pasts are thrown together by the winds of fate to try to stop the unseen forces that threaten to destroy their world. Join Creval, a dragonborn with no memory and no past, who is the first of the barbarians of the mountains to be seen in a thousand years. Cotter, a penniless paladin, running from something or someone in his past. No one the only typhling monk the kingdom has ever seen, who has been expelled from his monastery for reasons he has not revealed, Adri, his monastic companion, who hides some deep dark secret she cannot reveal, and Arlen, once a simple farmer, until some mysterious event manifested sorcerous powers in him. They must travel the length and breadth of the kingdom of Ferro, searching for the disparate clues that will help them unravel the mystery of the failing of their land while trying to hold together the unraveling threads of society's weave threatening to come apart at any moment. They will have to battle nature, plague, politics, and even the forces of the underworld as they attempt to discover and defeat whoever, or whatever, is attempting to poison their world and throw it into chaos. Relic of the Past is a novel-length story told via a clean, custom, 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons game. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever fine podcasts are found and at poolmedia.podbean.com.
0: All right, I'm going to plop you right in. I am really proud of my editing on this one, so I hope you're enjoying it as much as I am enjoying creating it for you. Little reminder that today is my birthday, so if you want to give me a present, a subscribe, rate, and review is a wonderful thing to do for any podcast. Enjoy the rest of the show.
4: Daryl's never confronted death before.
3: Is, ever, is everybody alright other than that mer person who is very obviously not alright?
1: Johnny's panicking and he's like, No, no,
5: I. Did you see that?
3: I saw I everything. I was Pop
5: my uh, suit. Being that I am also a mer and I just watched one get too impaled, um, I've been better. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm so sorry you have to see th- see that. Um. Uh, where. Okay, so the thing that. Uh, that merp person dropped, is it still floating around? So, yeah. Um, the-
0: it technically is, but it's getting in smaller and smaller pieces as the ocean water kind of disperses it.
3: Can I tell uh, Takayaki to go grab some of it?
0: Uh, sure.
3: Okay. I, uh, guessed her to. Uh, Takayaki to go uh, grab some of the goo and bring it back to me.
0: Takayaki brings the goo back to you, uh, has it kind of tightly wound up in one of those little tentacles, and when you inspect it more closely, you find that it is mashed sea anemone? Uh, anemone, kind of mashed to the consistency that you would want a banana to be mashed to for banana bread.
3: Okay. Um since he doesn't know what the mer person said, he's very confused why they were so desperate on handing over this mashed sea anemone. And uh he guessed well, I
5: should pro- I should probably tell them what the
3: person
5: said. <laughs> <laughs> that might help them. Yeah. Maybe. Wow. Okay. okay, so I like try to get them all together because um, Johnny's I'm assuming he's freaking out. And oh
1: yeah, he's holding very tightly the Daryl.
5: Racklin is <gasps> racklining. I don't really know Staring what he's doing.
2: The dolphin bone and uh.
5: And then, okay, so I get them around and I say, it, "It sounded bad. It sounded horrible, but it's okay." She just said that the spectral blossom is the key that we need it. We need to find it. Is what's going to be important. And probably probably try not to get impaled maybe
3: um uh, so is this uh i'm looking at this goo that they they were holding and it. it's uh
5: yes mermaid goo m-
3: mashed uh, an enemy <laughs> is this uh just uh meaning anything to you i they seemed pretty desperate about handing it over before they got impaled
0: any and or all of you can roll a nature check, but our resident merfolk can get advantage on it. Oh, good. Hold on. Go back
1: to I got that 20.
0: Oh, dang. Okay.
3: Uh, I got a nine minus one. Yeah, I got a, 19.
0: I got a 14.
3: Yeah, I got an 11.
0: Okay. Um. So with our natural 20, um, if it was in its intact form... A 14 would have done it but seeing as it's been mashed almost beyond recognition um i had stuck it at a 16. but for our natural 20 that is mashed spectre blossom which is a sea anemone that is native to the area around your school system um however due to the amount of development and cleaning of the domes they are not as easy to find as they used to be.
4: Uh, um, hello. Daryl here. Uh, there's a murderer that just kinda <laughs> got away. Yes. Do we, do we do something?
5: A murder folk murderer.
4: Oh. I, I'm, you, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm
1: kind of candid for, uh, you know, heading back. No. Oh no it's dangerous. <laughs> 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 you know, no.
3: <laughs> I'm I'm all up for adventure and all, but I'm not I'm not so keen on uh, chasing after a murderer before you know reporting it because that seems like something you should do if you're not you know the the correct authority to chase after um, you know a murderer. So is there like a, a police or something that we we should go contact about this murder we just saw? We should, probably not do
6: th- <laughs> we should do that after God, we look at the truck. That. Are they missing where the trucks were supposed to go?
4: There's an old Doyle family saying yellow. Let's go.
0: <laughs> okay, so from your conversation, we're looking at three different options. One is chase after the murder person who just murdered another murder person in front of you. The other is going back home to report on the Merv person who just murdered another mer-person in front of you. And the third is to continue on with your assignment and finish going back to the sub-school that you were assigned to look at. Two out of those three options allow you to follow the tube to get to your destination. The following the murderer one will lead you away from the tube system. Which might end up in you getting lost on the expanse of the sea floor? Yeah,
6: Adventure. no, I... <laughs> it
5: just this might just be me, but I don't feel like going after them. The mur- murderer.
6: <laughs> the mur- murderer?
5: Yes. The mur- murderer.
6: <laughs> I can't catch up with them. I don't swim that fast. I,
1: you know, Joni is not, like, super big on like getting pigs involved, so uh, let's uh, just keep heading out. Uh, not, not into the vastness of the sea, but like, let's just get this done so I can go home and take a nap. Uh, he's, he's his voice has migrated from New Yorker to Texas very quickly.
4: <laughs> None of those were New Yorker. I yeah. love you, but no. Okay, Our, uh, yeah. That's cool. I was practicing people. earlier;
3: it was New Yorker. <laughs> Yeah, so, so we all agree to uh, c- continue the mission and then report later about this murder. Correct? Is that what I'm getting from all of you? Yes. yes. Okay.
6: On the way, let's see if there are any more of that plant or whatever. blossom.
3: Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm totally down for that. And if any of y'all are paying close. Attention to Captain. Uh, okay, he's he's very obviously shaken. Uh, he was excited for doing this out in the ocean thing because it's not very common that uh, we get to do that. But in all actuality, he likes adventures, but he's a big scaredy cat. And he's mm. not having it right now. <laughs> cute. Racklin would like to use nature on the way to
2: the the rest of the way into the sub-school to look for any of the plant, possibly? Uh,
0: go ahead and roll that for me. Kay.
2: That'll be, why does my dice
0: keep disappearing? Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're good.
2: Oh, that's a natural one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so even if it was there, you wouldn't see it. Maybe possibly because you're looking for a flower, uh, Specter Blossom is a bit of a misnomer, um, as okay. it is a sea anemone. Which is actually a sort of creature.
6: Okay. I think
0: it's extinct.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, I, I don't know about that, um, in Macklin, but, uh, good for you. Uh, keep a lookout for yes. it. Yes.
6: I will keep a lookout into the depths.
3: Uh, okay. um, And, uh, I, while we're going for this, uh, to the next tube or whatever, uh, Captain Kalamaru is in the front because he wants to get this so-called, to him, adventure over with already. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so you get to the sub-school, which has the same kind of door system that your main school had. Um, they, The door recognizes your wristbands and opens the outer door to you. Once you are inside that little waiting area, I suppose, the outer door closes behind you, locks with a click, and then the ocean water starts draining out of those kinds of valves that you saw in the first place. Once, again, Ryan is assuming because I don't scuba dive, your (laughs) body pressure is properly regularized, the inner doors open, allowing you access to the grounds of the sub-school.
1: Uh, Johnny immediately starts looking for a towel. He wants to pat himself dry before he takes his suit off. What, uh,
3: okay. Whenever the water drains out, Takayaki uh, disappears, because he cannot breathe air. He's an octopus. He is an octopus.
0: <laughs> um, although, hi, octopus. Archupuses. This is a debate we will never solve. Um, They can survive on land for a while, so if you want him to hang around...
3: Yeah. Uh, no, he... Also, doesn't he, he fly? No, that, uh, that's, uh, back to the chain feature that comes later. Uh.
0: Mm. Okay. Uh, so you all head in their beautiful ground. Um, Johnny, if you want to towel, you're going to have to actually go into the building that's inside the dome. Whereas... I already forgot the name of the place that I named. Tritolor? Yes. I wrote it down. Thank you. Whereas Tritolore, it has a bit more of a quasi-modern aesthetic. The orphanage building looks very Victorian, so it's clearly built by a different architect. But the garden is beautiful, and there stands this Victorian orphanage,
4: Uh, what was our specific mission given to us? To just investigate? Yes.
0: Yes, to investigate why the supply shipments, mm. uh, th- why those vehicles had not returned.
3: Okay.
2: Racklin is going to use guidance on, uh, I guess, can you use guidance on yourself?
0: I don't see why not. Cool,
2: yep. he's going to use guidance on himself and then roll if he can, like just try to see what he perceives, roll perception on the area.
0: What does guidance do again?
2: Uh, it adds a D four to an ability check
0: that you do Perfect. within. Yeah,
2: I have to touch my own scales, but yeah. So that, oh, okay, that is uh, nineteen plus two plus. Uh, yeah, that's a twenty-six.
5: Oh,
0: oh dang! Wow. <laughs> okay, with a twenty-six, um, there are some trees that are kind of in on the other side sort of, of this building. Uh, The entryway that you came in through is really just more for personnel, but the supply vehicle is coming through a much larger opening, and that's why it's on the other side of this dome. You can see from between the foliage, at least one of the vehicle's doors has been partially torn off of its hinges. Uh, as you peer closer, maybe you even take a step forward or two, you can see blood on all of the vehicles.
6: Oh, death hangs heavy around the remnants of the vehicles. Let us proceed to our inevitable end. Johnny's. What is that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Johnny has sprinted into the building, and he's like, do do any of these guys have do you have uh, any towels
0: so Johnny sprints into the building starts asking about towels before he realizes that there are three dead bodies on the ground (laughs) no no one ever said Johnny was perceptive
1: he specifically isn't in Uh, fact
0: I think the way that he finds out because he was in a hurry is that he trips on one of them
4: oh no are they dry bodies (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, are they dry? They are dry.
1: Uh <laughs> Johnny very carefully is like, I'm I'm so sorry, and just starts wiping his arms on the bodies and just like kind of rubs his shoulder on them. He's like, I'm so no, sorry, I'm no. so sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> God. His least favorite part is when he has to wipe his face on them.
0: Okay, so you're currently rubbing yourself all on this dead body. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what he's doing right now. Because that's totally a normal thing to do. So what's your passive perception again, seeing as you're very focused on rubbing your face in the torso of this dead child? (laughs) It's a child! It's an orphanage! (laughs) (laughs) You weren't being perceptive about it, so... Eleven? Eleven. Okay. Let's see here. So you're rubbing your face in this child... Uh, I don't know, like your
1: when... emotions, it implies that I picked up this child and started using them like a
0: rag
3: <laughs> Captain Calamari is looking in horror Oh, same
0: <laughs> How many people actually followed Johnny to to the inside of this place?
4: Since I am Johnny's keeper, I suppose I did
2: Rocklin is inside um, Already? Looking at the, I
0: don't know
2: <laughs> I, guess, I guess he followed, uh, 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 y'all, to look at the trucks. Johnny's very
1: terrified. The trucks of turning.
0: are outside, and Johnny is currently uh, inside.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm inside the orphanage. Johnny's very terrified of turning into Ruck Ruck, because every time he does, he ends up getting hurt or almost dead. One time he woke up falling off of a building and broke his arm.
4: Is the only thing you broke?
1: <laughs> it wasn't a very tall building. Okay,
4: okay. yes, <laughs> uh, so Ruck how, Ruck had fallen most of the Johnny. way. Johnny... I am and who's Johnny.
0: investigating the trucks?
2: Rockland's outside with the truck.
4: I, I think am watching my roommate
3: wrap I... himself with dead children. Oh. Just
5: have horrible luck rolling. Yeah, I got twelve.
3: I think uh, uh, captain so. Captain's with uh, uh, Racland's Macklin. Oh, Racland.
0: Okay, let's let's deal with the dead body scene first because the reactions might change who's actually out with the truck and we'll go from there so Johnny you are trying to dry yourself off on these dead bodies it's actually two children and one full grown man there's a rattling sound but before you can really comprehend what it is this entryway closet finally gives from the efforts of whatever being is behind it And lurching forward towards you is some strange human-shark hybrid zombie child that has a shark head sprouting out from the left shoulder. The human jaw is only partially attached. Other places where the human flesh has sloughed off has been replaced with shark scales and this bites into your shoulder. Um, add plus two to your armor class for the suit that you're wearing, but what's your current armor class?
1: Uh, uh, after the plus
0: two, 13. Ooh, I just beat that, okay. Uh, So this shark mouth bites deep into this suit. Um. And I need to find my shark zombie one head. <laughs> nice.
1: Johnny pats the kid on the back and he says, it's okay, kid. I've been there too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Okay. So...
4: Kid, oh, quick clarification thing. Uh, do we have the weapons that, like, we designed for our characters? Or we de- yes, that- you do. Okay, okay. Uh,
0: so Johnny takes seven damage. Oh. oh. That's going to be bad. And then Oof. Everyone who is in the orphanage, go ahead and roll initiative for me.
4: Okay. So just me and Daryl. <laughs> I got an 11. All right. Uh I got a 10.
0: S zombie. Got. And nine. Uh, Johnny, did you like yell or anything when these chompers bit deep down into your shoulder and pierced your suit?
1: Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would you not?
0: Okay. Um, so for everyone who's at the truck, would you go to investigate the yelling or would you kind of just assume that this is who Johnny is at this point? <laughs> <laughs>
3: by the the sound of his scream um yeah i'd i'd go and see what the hell going on and probably fear for my life too
0: <laughs> okay so if you're gonna go investigate what's going on i would like you to also roll initiative but in order to make it make sense you're going to go the round after everyone else goes okay yeah that makes sense, makes
2: sense. rachlan got a 14 on initiative on that other round
3: Okay. I got an 8
5: Give me a second I'm not saying out there by myself I got a 16
1: Plus four. 20. 20
5: Why do I have 4?
1: I'm so backs.
0: sorry Remind me of your beautiful more person's name again Xander Like Alexander without the Allah <laughs> And Captain got an 8 Yes Alright So that leaves us starting the pecking order for this first round with Daryl. Daryl. So Daryl, you have a two-headed, one human head, one zombie head, or excuse me, one human head, one shark head, zombie child chomping into your roommate's shoulder.
4: For a split second, I think about joining the religion that Rackman's been yelling about. (laughs) (laughs) It's inevitable. Instead, I go for my normal religion, which is violence, and I take my weapon, which <laughs> is just a really strong broom, um, and I'm gonna smack this shark on the nose, because that's what Animal Planet has told me to do. Fair enough. Uh, D20, please. Hmm. does a 14 hit?
0: A 14 does hit.
4: Cool. Uh, Daryl strikes down with furious power and hits the child on the face, uh...
0: The shark face.
4: The shark face, specifically, uh, doing eight damage.
0: Okay, not bad.
4: Thank you. I got a six out of six.
0: (laughs) Okay, I think with the amount of force you hit the shark head with, uh, that does let go of Johnny's shoulder. Uh, There's a nice set of, what is it, three rows of bite marks in there, and that means, Johnny, it is your turn.
1: Sorry, I had to adjust some information because I realized I forgot to give him a weapon other than his harpoon. Hmm. Um. Alright. Oh, where's the Okay. Uh so it's let go. Is it still on top of me?
0: Uh so it was only really attached to you by powerful Sharky Jaws. Uh, and now that we have gotten hit gotten the jaws to release. There's not any part of this zombie child on you, but right up in your grill.
1: I guess he's going to take up his uh, grandfather's harpoon and shoot the child.
0: Okay. Roll it. All right.
1: I assume it's a dex mod. Let's see where it is. feel like it should say.
0: It should say. If it doesn't say, let's just assume.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna assume dex. All right, uh, let's see. Yeah, 13.
0: 13 just barely hits. What's your damage?
1: Uh, let's see. Uh, D8, uh, four plus dex. Uh, 5. 5 damage. And they also have to make a dexterity saving throw.
0: Okay. Let's see here. Uh, Whew, that's probably not going to do it, but let's check the bonus. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure a 6 isn't going to do jack.
1: Nope. I mean, okay. the, the DC's kind of low, but no, it does not make it. Uh... Yeah, uh, the harpoon is lodged inside the zombie child.
0: Okay. Uh, So in the same instant that Daryl smashes the shark face over the nose and the shark face lets go, you wing around your harpoon gun and shoot it through this child's chest, and it is now lodged there. The prongs on the outer side of the harpoon sticking into the child's back as the child tries to twist and turn and pull it out of the chest.
1: Daryl is deeply considering moving.
4: Me? No, wait, I'm done. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I am too, yes. John, he's deeply considering moving.
0: Alright, uh, so that does bring us to the shark child's turn. Um... So that shark child definitely got more hurt by the harpoon than the swat on the nose. Ow. So Let's see. Johnny does 15 break your armor class. I mean, yeah. Okay. Uh so this child charges towards you again. And because of the harpoon shaft protruding from the child's chest, that goes directly into your gut and doesn't pierce through, but definitely knocks the wind out of you and knocks you prone. And that's another six damage.
1: Alright, well, I'll see you guys in the interview. (laughs)
0: <laughs> are you dead, Dead or are you just...
1: Uh, no, but I'm pretty damn close. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, that brings us to the top of the order, and the first round is over. So, Xander, you're up. Okay, cool. I am going to, um, I guess,
5: attack the zombie thing. Um, Seems like my, a good plan. Yeah, you know, with the sickle that I have. So, give me a second. Let me roll... So I got a 14. 14 hits. Okay. And where's my d4? So
0: I got a 4. For damage? Yes. Okay. Uh, You have successfully bloodied the zombie child. Yeah. So you slash your sickle across the shark face. A spurt of discolored blood comes forth and the child head makes a horrific shrieking sound, which brings us to Racklin's turn.
2: Racklin Smacklin is going to see the abhorrent creature and just run up and smack it in the head with the hammer.
0: <laughs> Let's roll it. It's a war hammer. Which head?
2: Uh, the shark head. Okay. And that'll be a Eighteen plus.
0: Oh yeah, that'll do it.
2: Yeah. Okay. So it <laughs> and then the damage is. Um. Uh oh, three, bludgeoning damage.
0: All right. How does uh, it look? Well, I it's already been bloodied. We're getting there. Okay.
2: Uh, yes.
0: Daryl, it's your turn.
2: Well, if I can, as a bonus action. Oh,
0: yes, please do. Um, no problem. Please obliterate the zombie child I have laid before you.
2: <laughs> Racklin is going un- his, to unhinge his jaw so he has extra breath and then just clamp down on the on the shark <laughs> face. Oh, my God. So that'll be a... Oh, that doesn't hit. He Or it doesn't break through, at least. Because that is like a... 8 plus... That's a 10.
0: That's a 10. Okay. 10 does not hit. Yeah, in no. fact, I think the way that you try to clamp on, you accidentally catch some of those teeth in your lip. So one uh-huh. of those teeth definitely pierces through your lower lip. This is great audio. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to demonstrate the teeth through the lip and the tearing sound that happens. Um <gasps> As that happens, the shark Real head taste. pulls back, and so instead of just having two little shark teeth piercings there, the hairs completely through your lips. Wow. Bad taste, bad. <laughs>
4: Not worth it. <laughs>
0: uh, Johnny. No, I'm so sorry. Daryl, you're up.
4: Daryl. Uh, with his trusty broom. He's gonna smack it, uh, smack it again, and just yell "git."
0: <laughs> okay, go ahead and roll, and then go ahead and give yourself a plus one on that roll because "git" made me giggle.
4: Thank you. That's a fourteen. Uh, fourteen
0: will do it. What's your damage?
4: Uh, what was it? A plus two, four.
0: All right, four damage. It is now Johnny's turn. Johnny, this thing has fucked you up. I
4: ain't got to do a saving throw. throw. Oh yeah, I can't heal. I one
1: success. I mean, hey. there is a way you could heal.
4: Oh, will Saltwater heal you?
1: I mean, it won't heal Johnny necessarily, but...
0: <laughs> Rockrook will be doing fine.
4: Yeah. I'll keep that in mind.
0: All right, you have one successful save. Great. Uh, Captain Calamari, my friend, it is your turn.
3: Okay, so Captain Calamari comes through into the orphanage and says, By golly, what is that? And uh, does what any typical um, a warlock does and casts, uh, he points his finger and he casts uh, Eldritch Blast at the zombie shark thing.
0: Great. Great. Remind me, do you have to roll to attack on that one, or do you just yeah, do it's, it? Yeah,
3: it's a magical uh, attack, so I have to roll uh, my okay. my d20 to see if it hits. Uh, and that is an 18 plus 5, which I assume.
0: Ooh, yeah, that'll that'll, that'll hits. do that'll do it. Okay,
3: mm-hmm. and uh, let me remind myself what damage die I use for that just blast. Okay, a d10.
0: Oh, I was close. I was thinking d8. Uh. That's a
3: lot, D. It does eight damage.
0: Okay, Uh, I accidentally skipped the zombie's turn, but that's fine. Zombie is disoriented and slow. It's fine. Uh, So congratulations, you have killed a shark-headed zombie child, and it falls to the ground, slightly twitching before the movements cease. I would
4: feel real bad if the child was the parasite and the shark was the kid. (laughs) We just kind of assumed (laughs)
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> um, if we're out of initiative, Racklin is gonna is gonna lean next to Johnny and just whisper, uh, "Get up." And it's gonna healing word. So <laughs> 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 you gain. What I think it's a D four plus my wisdom.
0: I mean that sounds right, but I don't
2: have my. That was
4: D eight. Uh, I don't Kira think Roads. it's a eight. I um, have a spell book in my phone. Healing.
3: I believe a healing word. I, rolled, I believe it is a D four. Yeah.
0: Uh, okay, so, D4 plus your spellcasting ability modifier.
2: Okay. Yeah, so that'll be six in total. Is what you gain.
1: Am I thinking of healing touch? Probably. Also, are dick jokes allowed? Because my gut reaction when uh, Josh asked, "Dear God, what is that?" was to say rigor
4: mortis That's not, <laughs> but buddy. That's not. I no wait, what is what that called? Rigor mortis is when you die and get stiff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. you get stiff. Yeah, I don't uh, quite
2: I don't,
1: know. I don't. <laughs> is that a I mean, there is. To, we don't need to
4: discuss it right <laughs> now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sorry.
3: Go on.
0: Although the answer to your question is yes, of course, always. <laughs> okay. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Excellent.
3: Uh, Captain Calamari gets close closer, and closer. You're like, oh my god, what is that? And uh, Dead. And then he sees the other dead bodies and the uh, the obscenity that is now um, Johnny. And I'm like, oh God, this is this isn't the adventure I signed up for.
4: You didn't sign up for this. Yeah, <laughs> you got drafted. <laughs> um, Daryl's gonna lean over. Am I dry?
0: Um, I mean, you didn't dry yourself off, and that was a pretty quick fight. So I. Your suit's probably a little damp still.
4: I just want to do this for fun. I, uh, (laughs) Daryl leans over you, I need to check on him. And, um, if you want to roll, you probably could to see if my suit drips on you.
1: I guess I could make, what what is that, dexterity?
0: I mean, you're currently trying not to die, so I don't know that you would roll dexterity, but how about this? I'm going to make a roll. I have most
1: my health back.
0: Oh, that's true. Never mind. Take it back. Yeah, roll dexterity and then I'm just going to roll Fate's dexterity, I okay. guess.
4: Yeah, that would be cool. I got a nine. Ooh.
0: Uh, fate says 16. Fate says you a shark, boy.
6: Oh, no.
1: <laughs> okay, so Daryl leans over, and one drop from his helmet, because Johnny never took off his suit, mm-hmm. but he does have a bunch of holes in his shoulder now, and one drop from Daryl's helmet drips into one of uh Johnny shoulder puncture wounds. Wound. And immediately... Uh, uh, you, you see this big seven-foot-four sharp person just form out of the suit, ripping it. Uh, and then, like... You hear it go, and like his face gets stuck in the helmet, and then he starts freaking out. And he's like, and then changes back real quick, and Johnny's like, ah, oh, 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 oh God.
4: Oh. Gets him tight.
1: <laughs> and uh, all, like his entire suit and the clothes he was wearing before are completely ripped. And it's looks, the very
0: tasteful Hulk transformation yes. Where you still have little shorts Yes, yeah. his
1: pants have been Stretched and torn, but he can still wear them And he's like,
0: uh, ah, damn
1: it
3: What? What What happened? Why did I change back? What did, what did, what, what, what What in tarnation did I just see?
6: the shark zombie was contagious we must now invite him to his early grave
1: no 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 I've been doing this this is, a th- this is just a thing I don't know what fork. it is
0: speaking of the shark zombie being contagious though uh uh Racklin why don't you roll me a constitution saving throw oh no <laughs> <laughs> okay
2: that is d20 plus uh not think Okay, that is... Oh, 19.
0: Okay, you are good for right now, but the turning sensation in your gut and the sudden lightheadedness you just had uh, tells you that it's going to take a little bit of time to work whatever the hell that was through your system. That's DM's code for I'm going to make you roll two other times at my discretion.
6: Excellent. Oh, I can feel the inevitable death is coming for me.
3: Oh. Why
4: did we
6: invite a uh.
3: missionary?
1: <laughs> <laughs> How does uh, Racklin feel about seeing a giant, like, shark person just appear and disappear?
2: Well, his his hammer's still poised above his head. He was going <laughs> to hit you because he thought you were turning into a zombie. He said it happened a lot, so he's just like,
6: well, just hold it up here just in case. <laughs>
2: I asked because he worships a giant shark person. Uh well he thinks you're a uh sacrilege on the great deep one who will all kill us one day in the great storm so john johnny turns towards uh everyone he's like hey so
1: we found out what happened good to go back uh uh one of you water water breathers
3: can i borrow your suit please did, uh...
5: yeah i can give you mine D-
3: did we find out what happened I we all, we all we found out was there's dead children and there's this one zombie shark thing ch- child that attacked us. That's the
5: answer. We killed it let's go back. It's probably just a zombie. I uh, don't know.
3: I mean, that works for me. That was truly terrifying.
6: It's possible that whatever bad feeling I have could be abated by whatever the sea enemy thing is. But we can just not, I don't want to eat poison, so I don't know. Maybe not. Uh.
0: As you're discussing this, the smell of fresh blood has caused a disturbance in this house. And you hear the shuffling, the shuffling, the chittering, the moving of many zombie children approaching the stairwell in front of you. Some of them do have zombie shark features like the child you just got smashed all over the floor some of them have orca features some of them have electric eels sprouting out from their shoulders a twisting swirling mass of many what do
1: there's a disturbance in this house a
3: disturbance in this house
0: (laughs)
4: uh uh Daryl
3: here Ca- Captain uh, is already running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he Johnny saw him, he's just he's he's off to the 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 what's it called exit exit yeah. Johnny yeah, is enough. go
6: ahead. This is enough solving for today. <laughs> mm.
1: Johnny is quickly trying to pull his legs through the pant legs of uh, Xander's suit while trying to run for the exit.
0: Alright, um, I'm gonna say you all have a decently uh, large head start towards the exit, seeing as you are already on the ground floor and these zombies have to get down the stairs. Um, however, when you get to the exit, you hear Greetings, test subjects at the Adventurers Program. Apologies, but your exit door is currently <laughs> malfunctioning. Thank you for your patience. Good.
1: Daryl, we need to talk about our living situation once we get
4: back. If we get back. Daryl's pretty confident we're not gonna get back.
3: <laughs> oh uh, golly, uh looks like we're gonna have to either die or find another way out.
6: Break up is there a glass we can break open? I'm this, blind.
4: There's a lot of glass we can break open? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, there I, I keep calling my character Daryl now. <laughs> uh, Johnny uh, is like, "All right, it's it's okay. I have a plan." And he like, very much like the, the fucking Bruce Banner in the first Avengers movie. If Bruce Banner starts stripping in front of everyone, takes off his uh, the, his borrowed water suit and takes out a. Uh, Uh, water flask and he's like uh, uh, taking off the lid and he says "Uh, everyone meet Ruck Ruck and he pours the water skin on his head and turns into a giant uh, let's see specifically 7 foot 3 shark person uh, with grey skin very like buff and uh, you just hear him go and he immediately turns to the closest thing that he can get in his mouth and starts chewing on it.
5: Okay, see, my favorite part of this is that I'm seven foot four. (laughs) <laughs> wait, wait.
6: You're <laughs> Yes, Johnny.
5: Johnny's five
1: eleven, and he just put on this suit that belongs to a seven foot four.
5: It's
4: really and cute. then took it back
1: on. like a toddler.
5: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
4: he's, he's literally right there.
1: Oh my god, I'm seven foot four. You honestly could have just kept it on then.
0: Oh, that's uh, so good. Uh, so Rock, Rock, you start chewing on one of the hinges to this inner door. Um which doesn't really do much to help you with the essentially wave of children coming out of the front doors of the orphanage Uh, they're crawling over each other trying to get to you
1: I feel like he's closest just because Johnny slowed down by trying to put on the suit and then taking it back off um
4: what Daryl um Daryl's going to look at the, the service tunnel that we didn't take to get here that's covered in, uh, had a sandy color filled into it. Is that of access to us?
0: So that's not a service tunnel. That would be the normal tunnel that you would use. Um, it's currently shut off for maintenance right now. However, you don't have to go through that double door system to equalize the pressure of your bodies,
4: mm-hmm.
0: so if you can get there before these children get to you, that might be an option.
4: Daryl here. Daryl's gonna point at the tunnel end, ah, and run. Um,
1: <laughs> Ruck Ruck recognizes his voice, uh, and stops pulling out his javelin, and then turns towards him, and he's like,
3: mm. Mm. Uh, yeah. When when Daryl points. And screams. Uh, Captain understands and starts running towards them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I so feel it like it's a pretty
4: universal language. Yeah, yeah. like,
3: uh, yeah.
0: The running and screaming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So you all go running and screaming towards this tunnel. Um, the orphan zombie children are not far behind you. When you suddenly hear the screeching. Of machinery that's not quite willing to work but has to as as far as you can tell in this very fast paced moment a non infected child about the age of nine years old drives one of these vehicles directly towards you in order to drive over several of these zombie children
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay
0: um once she screeches to a stop, she throws open the door that's closest to you. Thankfully, she grabbed one of the ones that did not have the doors torn off, and says, "You made them mad. Get in. Get in. Get in. Get in." Uh, oh uh, uh,
1: okay. And he climbs in. Is this something that Xander and/or Ruck could fit in?
0: Um, I mean, it's gonna be a tight fit, but I think you can do it.
4: Daryl. Um,
1: of takes Rook the jumps. From.
4: A trashy yeah. fan of monster truck. Right, this very yeah. exciting.
0: Uh, so you <laughs> all managed to squeeze into the cab of this vehicle that is really only designed for two people, but one of them is currently nine years old, so I think it's fine. And she peels out, and instead of going through that tube you were heading to, she crashes through the delivery doors you hear an emergency siren go off and then the tunnel starts filling with water but those secondary doors don't open
2: hmm. What are the doors made of metal?
0: I mean, the, yeah. the doors you're not entirely sure what they're made out of there's some kind of glass metal component which would work against most things but a nine-year-old behind the wheel of a delivery truck essentially is not one of those things it's going to work against. Um, The water continues to pour in it's not able to fill up because she crashed through those first doors and you all have a brief moment of opportunity to do something before this girl makes her next rash decision, or you could let her just continue on her merry way. It's up to you. I'm ruck going ruck. To do a thing. What?
1: I'm going to just let like you do a thing. Ruck, ruck ch- uh, chokes on the helmet of whoever's closest. No. <laughs> I think that's Daryl.
4: Yeah, he's used to
2: it. <laughs> oh, I have an idea. Um, Rackland wants to... I don't know if it'll work this way. But does thaumaturgy allow, like, a sensory effect? Like, can... Can I see back through the dome, like, kind of toward the direction of the children? Can I see, like, the water behind them? Like, behind the dome?
0: So, when you put your head out of one of these windows in this vehicle, you can see these children pouring... crawling over each other, screeching, trying to get to you. And past them, you can see the water through the dome. Despite the horrific scene in front of you, the sky still appears to be clear.
2: What I would like to do with Dhammatergy is, like, as a sign of the great god of the deep, Racklin wants to make, like, a blossom of, like, make it seem like a blossom of blood has appeared in the water, kind of, like, around the shark children to try to distract them. I don't know if that'll work that way. If it won't work that way, he'll just make a noise of thunderclap around them to confuse them. Um,
0: yeah, it doesn't look like it would work that way, but I, I will allow the thunderclap. Um, and then as far as whether or not it confuses them, why don't you pick high or low for me? Low. Well done, I rolled a two. Uh, so that thunderclap sound happens, and this roiling wave of bodies just kind of stops mid motion. And you see all of these faces, some large, some small, looking around. And that gives this nine year old just enough time to start rolling up the windows of this vehicle, reverse the vehicle, and slam it through that secondary barrier. Okay. The pressure of the water is not getting to you just yet, but you are aware that you are only separated from the water by this vehicle as she rides away.
4: You can hear a muffled yee from the
3: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, out of Ruckuck and uh, not Daryl? Yes, I am Daryl. Ruckruck is chewing on Daryl's Um <laughs> Uh, Captain is struck with fear, so he if, uh, his eyes look very wide, and he may or may not have pissed himself.
1: Ruckruck turns to whoever other than Daryl is closest to him. He looks at Xander, uh, and then points at Daryl and says, "Boom!" Thank you. Funny
4: that he's <laughs>
1: and then he points at himself and he says. Okay.
6: Racklin.
1: <laughs> he shakes his head very aggressively and uh, points at himself faster and says,
6: Good.
0: Where are we going? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay.
4: Anyway, child. Hello. I hadn't
0: thought that far ahead. Uh, uh, uh. Go towards more glass. <laughs> I think she just pulls the vehicle to a stop, and now that you can get a better look at her, she is a halfling child, currently sat upon a rather tall stack of pillows, um, and she has basically fastened planks of wood from whatever it got torn off of in the orphanage to her feet so that she can use the pedals, um but she's just kind of sitting there in this stocked vehicle, white-knuckling it on the wheel.
1: Can I roll side of hand to see if Ruck-Ruck can steal one of the pillows? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he got a 19 plus... uh one. He got a, a natural 20.
0: She lets out a scream as her stack of pillows just kind of Loses its integrity, and she goes onto the seat. And then, as you do have the pillow in your hand, she goes, "Don't do that!" and gives you a real hard smack on the nose. <laughs> Is it...
1: oh. or as he slowly stuffs the pillow in his mouth and starts
3: chewing on it. Yeah. What? What's happening right now? What? What? What did I do? What? Uh...
0: You brought them out of the orphanage so they were going to find me because I can't I can't hide in the truck if they're outside of the orphanage and now I don't know what to do
6: Uh, let's just go back to where we came from or should we drive to this one you can't reach the wheel anymore maybe so should one of us switch with you
0: yeah, okay and she first unties these planks of wood from her feet and I think she just kind of gently tugs the pillow back out of Ruck Rock's mouth and replaces it with one of these planks.
1: Uh, he, seems hesi- he seems aggressively hesitant at first, but when he sees that she's offering these wood planks, he very quickly grabs them and starts just ch- eating them.
0: That's more substance for you. Fiber or whatever. And she just kind of crawls over people's laps to get out of the driver's seat.
3: Who who wants to drive? I, I think uh, Captain is up for it. If nobody else is,
0: yeah, he looks like a captain, like
6: captain things. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna, definitely uh, captain.
3: <laughs> to uh, make it clear, he is not a cap. His first name is literally Captain. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'll pat, I'll pat Captain's shoulder.
6: Captain. <laughs> I'll put Captain's shoulder and say, "May, may the the wisdom of the great ever living, uh, dark one, guide you."
2: And I'm gonna use guidance on him to Help you drive
3: the um, okay. th- th- thank you. Uh, and he, he gets into the driver's seat and uh starts driving, I guess, to the, the what's the name of the place that we go back to?
0: Tritalore,
3: yeah, Tritalore. Uh, right.
0: uh, so you drive back to Tritalore, um, uh, and you you hear a all too familiar voice at this point go. Welcome back, adventurer test subjects. Thank you for returning the vehicle. We will open the service doors now. And those outer service doors open for you to drive the vehicle into. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah. I. Uh. uh hesitantly, but I I do it anyways, drive into, but I don't like this voice. (laughs) It's so
0: you drive into the repressurizing tube, which is now what I'm calling it, so I stop tripping over my words. Those doors close behind you, you hear that locking sound. And then you're all kind of overcome with a sense of foreboding. As you look behind you, and see not in this repressurization tube not even in the dome but filling the oceans that you left behind many many zombie creature children filling the waters
1: Ruckruck waves at them and says <laughs> <laughs> oh my
3: God. I I feel like it, this is um t- Part, partially our fault, but uh, I'd rather not be zombie children creature food. Um, sure, should we go? Yeah, we should definitely go warn people about this. This seems pretty serious.
0: Captain, On you that uh, thought, can... Racklin, please roll another oh constitution no. <laughs> saving
2: throw for me. No. Okay. That'll be a... Oh, 18.
0: 18 oh. is good. Um, so you currently have the plan to go tell someone. <laughs> yes. And we will end our tale here. Alrighty, that's the end of our show. Didn't quite end up being a one-shot, but I think we have a good starting point for the next time that Magic Dagger is back on the podcast. As always, we would like to thank Zoe Hoveland for writing our theme music. We would also like to thank the YouTube audio library and Epidemic Sound for our sound effects, as well as Tabletop Audio for our ambiance sounds and other music backings. Again, today is my birthday, so if you'd like to give me a present, subscribe, rate, review. It super, super helps, and we'll get ourselves out there. Thanks everybody, bye.